Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins here in Houston, Texas. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today. We are here every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. We appreciate you all for joining us every day for inviting your family, friends, coworkers, associates, everybody. The call grows more and more every single day, and the feedback has been fantastic. We love seeing the, the quotes and everything and your notes uh, floating around social media and getting text messages about it and stuff as well from the people you've shared it with. Continue to share it with everybody that you know. You know, you may be that person that God has assigned to share something uh, that they need for that day. That exact word that he has for them must come from you. And so, um, you know, take what you what you can, share it, apply it yourself as well, uh, and see what it does for you. So, so we appreciate you for doing that. We ask that you visit our website, www.whendreamscollide.com. That's whendreamscollide.com. Visit the site, subscribe, become a VIP, a Vision Impact Partner, uh, and uh, get connected. New things that we do, events, all of that, we announce there, inspirational things from time to time as well. We have some exciting things coming up in the next few months that we're going to be sharing and we'll share it there first. So be the first to know what's happening and what's going on, and we appreciate you for doing so. We ask that throughout the call you post your notes on social media, tag us in it, use the hashtag when dreams collide uh, so we can see it and share it with everyone as well. Ladies, be sure to set your reminders tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll have our Straight Talk Woman Talk lesson we're doing uh, continuing on topic with our topic, Detecting Jezebel, uh, this will be part three. We're going to be talking about that tonight. Powerful message. I'm excited about everything that God is revealing uh, as we continue to study uh, on this as well. And so same telephone number that you use to dial in today. The PIN number is different. It's 845-165. So same telephone number that you dial in today, 712-432-3011. The PIN number is 845-165, and that will be at 8 o'clock p.m. tonight and every Monday night. We post the replays on our website, straighttalkwomantalk.com. You can head on over there and get caught up on the series before we dive into Part 3 today. Uh, also, be sure to join us of our upcoming Straight Talk Woman Talk in part sessions. We'll be coming together uh, in New Orleans June the 11th. Atlanta, Georgia, July 24th, Houston, Texas, August 13th, and Chicago, Illinois, September 10th. Um, and so we'll be heading to those different cities and places. If you are in the area and know people who do, we recommend you come on out and share with a sister that you care for. Straight Talk Woman Talk is a kingdom principle-based platform that's grounded in authenticity and truth with zero judgment. Powerful platform led by God for his daughter. So you want to go to the website, check it out, listen to some of the videos, replays, and everything so you can see and hear more about it. All right, folks, let's go ahead and get this call started on this morning. If you're driving, go ahead and put in your earpiece if you're stationary. Pull out your pen and your paper. Remember, post your notes on social media, tag us in it. Use the hashtag when dreams collide as well. Honey, why don't you come on to the line and say good morning to our VIP. Absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, V 
VIPs, vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm excited about your future. Yes. Did you hear me this morning? I said I am excited about your future. I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. You must stretch. You must stretch. Yes, you must stretch. Wherever you are in life, at this point in your journey, you must stretch to get to the next level. You must be stretched. You must stretch. You've got to get to the place in life where you're comfortable and nervous. When you're in the place in life where you're comfortable but yet nervous, that is a place for you to get started in the process of being stressed. You know, I was thinking yesterday as I had a conversation with some of our Periscope VIP uh, circle members, and we were talking about this whole notion of being stressed. And I started to share the story briefly of Moses. You remember Moses, the great deliverer, Moses, the leader, Moses, who was responsible for leading the children of Israel out of captivity. See, when, when God wants to protect your life, he will remove somebody from it. But when he wants to bless your life, he will always bring somebody new into it. And Moses was that leader that God instructed and used on divine assignment and appointment to bring the children of Israel out of captivity for hundreds and hundreds of years. Can, can I ask you a question? Why are you still in the same place after so many years? You, you would think that these children, these men, these women would have the authenticity and the audacity to leave something that was so impoverished, to leave a place that had taken so much from them, to leave people and a pharaoh that was so dismissive to them. Why did it take another person to come in to lead thousands of people out? He must stretch. But nonetheless, this is a part of his story. This is a part of his legacy. Remember, an inheritance is what you leave for people, but a legacy is what you leave in people. And he decides to go. And one of the things that he told God back was, I don't have the ability to speak. Isn't it amazing how we can get a vision and still doubt God's provision? Isn't it amazing that we can get a divine instruction to do something, to be something, to become something, and we start putting up the red flag for why we can't do it? I want to just give you something parathetically. I need you to post this all over social media. One word from God can change your life. One word from God can change your life. I don't care who you've been talking to. I don't care who's dismissed you. I do not care who has counted you out or what the circumstances look like at this moment. One word from God can change your life. And here Moses here he is going to deliver these children, and, and, and God says, take your brother Aaron with you. He's an orphan. See, see, God always knows where your inadequacies are. He knows 
where your weaknesses are. He knows what you're not so gifted in doing. That's why it takes teamwork to make the dream work. But Moses had somebody that was connected to him that can do what he wasn't able to do. And both of them together could go, how can they agree? Or how can we walk together unless we agree? See, you've got to get in the season in your life where you connect with people that don't have what you have. You've got to be able to be mature enough and secure enough, Uh uh-oh, there it is, to take somebody with you that can do something better than you can. It is only insecure people. It's only immature leaders that will not associate and assimilate themselves with people that can function in an area that they are not gifted in. See, that's the sign of somebody that is on divine assignment a person that will use what they have to empower other people to use what they have, but you must stretch. And Moses, he gets in there. He starts saying what he was instructed to say. He starts doing what he was instructed to do, and Pharaoh Pharaoh was being stubborn. He was, he was being hard-headed. See, opposition is the sign that you're in position. He was being hard-headed. He didn't want to let him go, but, but after a series of circumstances, Yes, after a series of demonstrative examples, he had to release them. And now here they are. They're all leaving. They're all following Moses. And Moses, the great leader. See, leadership requires that you go ahead. <laughs> leadership requires that you go ahead. And, and here's Moses. He's leading these children of Israel. He's gone ahead. He's taken them before because he's got to take them out of Egypt to the promised land. See, they were going through a period of transition. And, um, you know, I define transition as that lofty place in life where you don't know where you're going, but you definitely know where you're no longer staying. So some of us, we don't know where Canaan is. That's okay. You don't need to know where Canaan is, but you just got to recognize that I'm no longer being bound in Egypt. I- I'm no longer going to be a slave to my past. I'm, I'm no longer going to be incarcerated in the dimensions and degrees of places and by people that I've outgrown. Can I tell you this? It's okay to outgrow people. It's okay to outgrow places. And here's Moses. They come to a fortuitous place in, in their departure. And uh, they're in this place before they get to the wilderness. You know, we talk about how they got to the wilderness and they meandered around for 40 years, a trip that's supposed to take 40 days. They stayed in it for 40 years because they had no vision, because they had the proclivity to want to go back to what was comfortable, to what was familiar, although it was killing them, although it was choking them, although it was suffocating them. Most of the times we want to go back to what we are familiar with, even if it's killing us. I don't want to deal with that now. I want to deal with this place. In everybody's journey, I don't care if you're writing a book. I don't care if you're getting married. It doesn't matter if you're working on your body. It doesn't matter if you're building a business. It doesn't matter if you're starting something afresh, starting something new. We all get to this place where we come to our own Red Sea and we're stuck. Uh, have you ever, have you ever taken the leap of faith and as you leaped, it seemed as though your wings didn't work. As you leaped, it seemed as though you didn't have a parachute. As you leaped, 
It did not seem as though you were going to land on the spot called destiny. Have you ever been in a place where you've been sowing the seeds, you've been shaking the hands, you've been meeting the people, you've been giving the presentations, you've been writing, you've been doing all that you know to do, and it seems like you're in this place in your career, in your life, where you are stuck. That's where Moses and the children of Israel were. They got to the Red Sea and they were stuck. Their intellect, the maps that they had, everything that they had done, every, every step they had taken towards leaving Egypt and getting into the promised land caught them in a conundrum where they were at the Red Sea and they were stuck. And then God spoke to Moses. See, Moses didn't go posting on Instagram and Facebook asking for some help. He didn't get on that telephone and start calling people and asking for some guidance and direction. He didn't put together small group meetings and start to do little brainstorming sessions with any of the leaders that were there. He didn't start asking for the opinions of other people because when God gives you a vision, don't listen to man's opinion. He didn't have to talk to any of these people about what was going to happen next. And you know they were frustrated because it's amazing that you can have so much faith when you leave, but when you face an opposition, when you face the place of being stuck, it's nothing like being in the journey where you don't feel like you're moving. And here's what God told Moses. He said, Moses, what's, uh, oh, I hear you. He said, Moses, what's in your hand? And uh, Moses looks at his hand and he had a staff in his hand. Uh, what's, can I ask you this this morning? What's in your hand? When you let go of what's in your hand, God will let go of what's in his hand. What's in your hand? See, nothing leaves earth until something leaves heaven. The seed that leaves your, li- your hand will never leave your life. It goes into your future where it is multiplied. There's something in your hand that God is going to use to get you from the place of stuck. But God tells Moses, uh, Moses, take the staff that's in your hand and stretch it over the Red Sea. Hey, stretch your staff over the Red Sea. Now, it seems crazy. It doesn't seem dignified. It does not seem like it makes sense. Why doesn't it make sense, Jared? Because faith never makes sense. Moses stands in front of the Red Sea. Can you see him? This ain't no pool of Bethesda. This is a sea. And he takes what's in his hand based on the one word from God. See, God told him what to do to get out of Egypt. But he didn't tell him what to do when he, until he got to the Red Sea. Some of you are waiting for all of the lights to be green before you leave that place of comfortability. Some of you are waiting to figure everything out, how this is going to line up and how that is going to line up. You're over planning and you're preparing. You're doing this, doing that, and God is telling me to tell you, stretch. (laughs) See, the Red Sea doesn't move because you cry. The Red Sea doesn't move because you post on Facebook. Your Red Sea won't move because you get on the telephone and start complaining. The Red Sea will only move when you stretch. You've got to 
stretch over the Red Sea. It doesn't matter what they're going to say. They will say something because it seems as though you're stuck. They will backbite because it seems as though you're stuck. They're going to say, aha, I-, I told you to stay back here in Egypt with me where it's comfortable, where our checks are going backwards, where our volume is being decreased, where people lie to me. It seems like you're stuck. But John said, stretch. Stretch your staff. And that, that red sea parted. It parted. It opened. It's going to open up for you. Would you post somewhere? Uh, it's going to open for me. The sea is going to open for you. I just feel something in me right now. I want to tell you this may be a little different, uh, but I want you to know uh, the red sea is going to open. But you got to stretch. You must stretch. You must participate in your own rescue. You can't expect anybody to just do it for you. You you have to participate. You got to do something in it. That's the part that you play. That's it. When you when you stretch, God will straighten things out for you. But you have to stretch first. He'll straighten it all out. See that stretching is an example, is a is a is a external example of the internal faith that you hold in your eye, in your life. It's an outward expression of how you feel inside. You're willing to do something to to get to the next level. You need you're you're willing to do something towards what God has told you to do. Don't doubt what He has promised you. Just don't doubt Him. If if it's stretching you, it's because it's because. <laughs> Maybe in the in the spirit you're already there. You see the goal, you see the dream, you know, you see the, the dream house and, and cars and businesses and the beautiful family that you're gonna have one day, the places that you're that you're traveling, the successful company that you're gonna start. In the spirit realm you're already there, you're you're celebrating, but your flesh is afraid. And so your flesh is attempting to, to stay stagnant and just stay stuck where it is, but you, 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 your 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 spirit is gone on to that next place, and so your your that distance between where your flesh is and where your faith is is what's forcing you to stretch. That's the stretch difference. And so, just like anything that that stretches, that that's gooey or, or like a rubber band or something, once you release one end, the other end snaps back. The key is to make sure that your faith is so strong that when you release an end, the end that snaps back is the is the is the is the flesh snapping toward the faith. You don't want to let go of the faith and snap back into the flesh and be stuck where you are. You want to let go of the flesh, of the fear, of the the anger, the jealousy, the animosity, the doubt, all of those things. You want to release that side of it and let the other let it snap forward to where the faith is. And you gotta just that's what stretching does is uncomfortable. It doesn't always feel good. Sometimes it hurts, but that's okay. Just imagine if you're just standing there, one person holding one arm, another person holding the other arm, and they both run in the opposite direction. You feel like your arms are going to rip off. You, you you feel like, man, it hurts so bad. Why are you guys pulling me? Now, you, now you're having a tug of war because you're being pulled between where, you, where you're comfortable and where, where you need to get to, where, where the promise is. You gotta, you gotta trust God. You gotta trust that where, where He's pulling you forward to is where He wants you to go. 
You don't have to see everything in order to move. You just have to believe in the thing that God has already shown you and promised you. If you believe that, if you believe him, everything else will begin to work out. The less confident you are, the more powerful God is. The less confident we are, the more powerful God is because as we decrease ourselves, he increases. Second Corinthians 12, 8 through 10 says, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me, that, man, stop stretching me. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weaknesses. So, so don't, don't, don't be so bogged up in your shortcomings and in your insecurities. Because as you, as you celebrate God throughout those, those moments where you're feeling less than, where you're feeling insufficient and insignificant, that's where he's able to step in. And when he does step in, and he does it for you. Like the, the scripture says, in, I, in distresses, I, I, I take pleasure in my infirmities and the issues that I'm going through for Christ's sake. Because when I'm weak, then I am strong. See, when you're, you're the, that, that scripture makes sense for when I'm weak, I'm strong because I am is God. I am that. He is. Whatever it is. So when we're weak, he's strong. He can step in and handle for us what we can never do for ourselves. That's why he performed the example for Moses first. He, he gave him documentation before Moses went to stretch out the staff and part the Red Sea. God performed miracles with it. He said, take the staff, throw it on the ground. And he threw it on the ground and it turned into a snake. And he said, pick it back up. When he picked it back up, it turned back into a staff. God was like, see, do this. I got you. Just do this. Then he told Moses to stick his hand inside of his cloak. He stuck his hand inside of his cloak. When he took it out, it had leprosy. It had a white disease all on it. And then when he put it back in, it went away. He said, perform this miracle. Then the people will believe you. So he gave Moses example after example, like, bro, I got you. Do this, and you'll see. Look, look, it works. What I say works. What, what, what has he shown you to say, look, it works. I, listen, you didn't know how you were going to pay your bills last month. You didn't even know. But they got paid. You didn't know how your mortgage was going to get paid, how your rent was going to get paid, or your car note. You don't know how it happened because when you do the calculations, it don't add up. It don't make sense. But it doesn't have to when I'm involved. When God is involved, he'll work it out. He always will. I think back to the times where, man, I didn't pay my car note for nine months. Nine months I didn't pay my car note. I got an eviction notice and a repossession notice on the same day for a nine-month period. I didn't even pay anything, and they never came and got it. They never repossessed it. It wasn't until that season was over that I looked back and I counted up the months. All I was doing was communicating with the credit union. Man, I promise I'm going to put something on it. I'm going to do something. This is the month. I know it's going to work out for me. I know it's going to I know it's gonna happen for me. I promise you I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay. And, and they just kept saying, okay. And I look back after when I was finally able to make the payment, I look back and I calculated all the months that I didn't pay. It was nine months. In what world do you know you don't pay a car note for nine months? And it doesn't get repossessed in the one where, where God is king, where he's ruling, where I just, I just put everything on him. I was like, Lord, I can't. I can't. I couldn't. I didn't even have it. I was, I felt like my hands were tied behind my back. My feet were tied together and my mouth was good. I couldn't say or do anything. I was completely immobile to that situation. I could not do anything. 
And because I, I couldn't physically do anything, it didn't stop me from mentally, emotionally, and, and spiritually doing things. I couldn't stretch out my hand, but I could stretch out my faith. I couldn't stretch out my bank account, but I could stretch out in my belief that God will provide a way. And that's exactly what he did. Right after I, right after I, I, after that nine-month period where I didn't pay the car note, I was able to begin to pay, make payments on time and then pay the car off and still have it to this day. Every time I crank it up, her name is Sasha. Every time I crank up Sasha, I just laugh. I'm like, Lord, you, you the truth. You are amazing. Because I just think back, like, it's, it's paid off now. It's great. But I remember when. I really had to stress my faith to, to even believe to get to this point. It's a it's a miracle that I'm still driving this car to this day after nine months of not paying it. Man, that was the most uncomfortable season and time of my life. But the only thing that I could do was decrease and let God increase in my life and in my situation and let him handle that issue for me. I turned it over to him. When I was weak. He was strong, and because I was able to to yield to him and and let him have his perfect will and and do my part in long in the process, he knew that he would get the honor, the glory, and the praise because it is nothing but a miracle that manifested for me to be able to keep the car after nine months of not paying anything. Not, I mean, not even putting anything on it, like nothing, like no payment whatsoever. Just just go. They sending me notices. I mean, they went from pink to purple paper. It was bad. But, but, but I believed that God was going to deliver me. And that's what he did. I stretched my faith. Stretch what you have. Whatever you got to work with, stretch it. Whatever it is, stretch it. And believe for God to do it again. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Same God right now, same God back then. The only thing that changed is time. He doesn't change with time. He's the author of time. Time is subject to him. He's not subject to it. So what he says goes, when he says, do it. You just got to stretch your faith. Psalm 32 and 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way to go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. He's made a promise to us, guys. He's made a promise. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He's going to always be there with us and for us inside of us, around us. He sent forth those giant warrior angels to surround and protect us, for, to, to, to be our shield. He's, he's the best comforter you'll ever know. You've heard the saints say he's a doctor in a sick room, <laughs> a judge in a courtroom. Come on, somebody. He's got you. So don't be afraid to stretch out. When you stretch, it's a, it's a physical example, an outward expression of the internal faith that you have. You got to stretch. Honey? You must stretch. Yes, you must stretch. The only reason why you're still stuck is because you won't stretch. In order to get unstuck, you must stretch. You must stretch forth whatever's in your hand, the faith that's in your heart, and that water, it will part. That Red Sea will stand still. It's going to open up for you. That door is going to open. And when God opens the door, no man can close it. When God puts you on, no man can take you off. But you must stretch. God bless you.
God bless your family. And God most certainly bless your dreams.